Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God and thank you for tuning in to Bible Platform. Today once again we are here to divulge the word of God and to equip ourselves in our walk with Christ. Thank you once again and I declare to you that this is the day the Lord has made. You must rejoice. You must be glad in it. Faithful is he who has promised. And come with me. You are more than a conqueror to Christ who strengthens you. There may be disappointments, there may be difficulties confronting you as you listen to me right now. But I want to assure you of the unchanging mercies of our God and encourage you to keep the faith and keep the fear. Let's begin today's discussion of the Word of God with a word of prayer. Precious Holy Spirit, it is your will and your purpose that your servant will share this word with the world. I pray that I might decrease while you increase. Let this word be a blessing to all of us in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen. Beloved, Jesus Christ conquered death, our most dreaded enemy. And once again, I want to assure you that no matter the height or depth or width of the challenges that you confront this day, if you will keep on keeping on, holding on to your faith, like the songwriter says, trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus. God will see you through and you will win. Hallelujah. Today, once again, we continue our discussion on seeking God. And there is an aspect of this message that if we don't go through it, then we would have missed a lot. It has to do with seeking God through fasting. Seeking God through fasting. And that's a deeper level of spiritual exercise. It is not enough just to pray. It is equally important that we add this element of fasting to our prayer. Now in Isaiah 58, in the book of Isaiah chapter number 58, the verses 1 to 3, we see the people of God asking God questions. And the questions that they were asking at the time related to why God was not responding to their prayers. Because they had gone beyond just praying, but they had fasted and God had not responded. Now that presupposes that fasting is another way of seeking God. Just for clarity, let me read the verses 2 and 3 of Isaiah 58 from the NIV, the New International Version of the Bible. This is what the scripture says. For day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right, and has not forsaken the commands of his God. They ask me for just decisions, and seem eager for God to come near them. Verse 3, Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves? 
and you have not noticed. Now I want you to know something in this portion of the scripture of Isaiah 58. The verse 3. Let me read that again. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Like I said, the fact that they were harping on their fasting, not yielding the results that they expected means that they knew that one of the ways they could seek God and find God was through fasting. And fasting indeed was a tradition that the early church clinged to because it was a spiritual exercise and still is that drew the people of God closer to God. So what is our take here? Our take here is that we have no option if we want to seek God and find God but to commit ourselves to fasting and prayer. So one would ask what is fasting and what does it mean to fast? What is fasting and what does it mean to fast? You see, fasting is a deliberate abstinence from food and drink or any other pleasure to spend special time seeking God in prayer. You deliberately decide that for this period of time, I am abstaining from food that is total abstinence either from food and water or partial abstinence from food or special type of food, maybe heavy food, and you do a light fast, and you keep your mind and your everything centered on seeking God's face. This is what the book of Daniel says. In Daniel chapter 9, the verses 1 to 3. Daniel chapter 9, the verse 1 to 3. In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Medi by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer, in petition, in fasting, and in sackcloth and ashes. Now Daniel was reading the holy book. And he found that the set time for the deliverance of God's people, as recorded in the book of Jeremiah, had passed and they were still in captivity. So Daniel set himself to seek God. And here in the book of Daniel chapter 9, the verses 1 to 3, Daniel explains to us the format that he used, the path that he took in seeking God. And he mentioned quite significantly that he fasted. He said, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting. That is where our emphasis for today is. In fasting and in sackcloth. So fasting is abstinence from food and drink or pleasant food or any pleasure with the sole aim of seeking the face of God. We need to understand that and know that very well. The second idea that we get reading the scriptures about fasting is that fasting is humbling oneself before God. In fact, it is literally an act of humiliation. You see, the word humiliation, if you do some conjugation, you find that the word humble, humiliation, they come from the same root. 
So this is not something that is imposed upon you, but you decide as an act of humility to humiliate yourself before God. You commit yourself to doing something that is out of the ordinary. That is fasting. Let's look at Psalm 35, the verse 13. Psalm 35, the verse 13a. Yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. So we see that fasting is an act of humility before the Lord. It's an act of humility. The first, we, we see fasting being abstinence from, from food, turning to God, and pleading with God for favor. Secondly, we find it as being an act of humbling oneself before God, as clearly spelled out in Isaiah 35, 13. Now, the third thing we find about fasting is that it is a sign of repentance. It is a sign of repentance. When we fast, we show how repentant we have become in the presence of God. The, all of these open doors for us to experience God or to know God in a deeper dimension. Let me read from Joel chapter 2, the verse number 12. Joel chapter 2, the verse number 12. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Let me go again. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Now, if you connect this to Isaiah 58, which I previously read, you see that Israel's fasting did not register with God because they did not show repentance. Because they did not show repentance. So, beloved, we, we can fast and not experience God the way we desire to experience Him. We can fast and the fasting can turn out to be hunger strike because we are fasting out of divine order. We are fasting out of divine order. Now let me read as it said. Isaiah 53 and 4. This is what he said. Why have we fasted? They were asking God. Why have we fasted? And you have not seen it. That means they expect that when they fast, things will turn around. They expect God to act on their behalf. Because they have fasted. So when God was not acting, they had to go back to God and ask these questions. Why have we fasted? They say, and you have not seen it. Why are we humbled ourselves? And you have not noticed. And then God responds to them. Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. So if you are a leader, if you are an employer, if you are in a position of influence, take note of this. You may be abstaining from food, all right. But God is saying that is not enough. That is not enough. What do you do and how do you relate or handle your relationships? During your times of fasting. It says in verse 4 of Isaiah 58. And God was explaining why they were fasting. They were attempting to seek him. And they were not finding him. This is what he says in verse 4. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife. And in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today. And expect your voice to be heard on high. What do we learn from this scripture? It means that when we fast. Heaven should hear our voices. But at the same time, the scripture is saying that we cannot do the fast contrary to the way that God expects us to fast. And still expecting to hear our voices. 
You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. The truth of the matter is this. The fact that you are not hitting is no guarantee that your voice is being heard on high. It's, it's very important that we, we, we take note of this. The fact that, oh, I'm fasting, I'm not eating. Doesn't mean that your voice is being heard on high. Now, I'm talking about Christian fasting. There are so many kinds of fasting, but I'm talking about Christian fasting. The kind of fasting that opens doors for us to experience God, to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, to have the favor of God, forgiveness, and growth. God is saying to us that that kind of fasting must be done in line with good deeds, if you like, or a sense of repentance, if I should put it that way. So, friend, it's not just enough to say, I'm fasting, I'm not eating. Some people will say from 6 to 6, from whatever time we set ourselves. We have seen in the scriptures that I've just shared from the beginning that fasting is one of the ways that we get access to knowing God. When we fast, we are seeking God. We are not just seeking God, but in our fast, we also seek the favor of God. Now, Jesus fasted. The apostles fasted. Moses fasted. Daniel tells us how he fasted because he saw that in Jeremiah's prophetic writing, God had given a promise that the, the desolation of Jerusalem, I mean the destruction of Jerusalem, was going to end after 70 years. The 70 years had elapsed and still the people of God, Jerusalem was lying in ruins. And he fasted seeking God's face so that he could gain favor with God and that promise would be fulfilled. What do we learn from there? So if God has given me a promise, I'm praying about the promise. And time is going. And uh, the promise is not being fulfilled. Now, I do not just take the, the, the prayer at that level. But I take it to a higher level and I commit to fasting and praying about it. Now, it is interesting that today we, uh, generally speaking, in Christendom, we ignore fasting. It's not, a, it's not a tradition in our lives. I'm talking about our personal lives. I'm not talking about that which the church calls, to, I mean, for corporate fasting. But as a Christian, it is very, very necessary, incumbent on all of us to commit to having personal days of fasting and seeking God's face. The book talks about the Wesley brothers, Charles Wesley and John Wesley, and how they fasted twice a week. I mean, I'm not talking about a rigid conformity to some set rules or but you see, these disciplines are important if we are to be. That's why, uh, to some extent, Christianity has become so weak and kind of like sinking in quicksand. Because we're not holding on to any traditions. And whether we like it or not, the traditions of every faith is what keeps the faith alive. Jesus said, go in my name, breathe. I mean, these are necessary steps 
footprints that we need. There are footprints that we need to plant our feet in. Now, what did they gain? The sense of hope. The examples they have set us. How they conquered territories. They won souls without sword or bullet. But with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us they, they fasted all the time. In Acts 13, verse 1, we were told that and while they were fasting and praying, the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. They didn't go to a prophet to tell them what to do. They were fasting and they were praying. And if we would commit ourselves to following their footsteps in our individual lives, in our personal lives, and in the corporate life of the church, the local church, I believe that the same God who they worship and we are worshiping would manifest himself the same way he manifested himself to them, in them and through them. The onus is on us. And I challenge all of us to commit to that. I find it very informative that in the New Testament, we find somebody who was not a Christian at the time, but he set himself to seek God. He set himself to seek God in fasting, in giving, in prayer. Everything he just found to do, he did it with a commitment to know God for himself. This gentleman, Cornelius, really had a wonderful encounter with God because of his heart attitude, which manifested in his actions. And the scripture records, let me read us 10.30. The scripture records, and Cornelius said, now he, he has some revelations and Peter had had a similar revelation and now their paths are going to cross. And he gives his own testimony about what happened. And the Bible clearly indicates that this man was a man of prayer. In Acts 10.30, he says, And Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. Hmm. I was fasting. This was at the time that he was not a Christian. So you may be under the sound of my voice and you may be very, very confused about who is the one through God. You may have heard about so many religions and so many claims and counter claims about who is the one through God. I challenge you to spend time in fasting and prayer like Cornelius. Ask God to reveal himself to you. Open yourself up to truth. Take the Bible, open to the book of John. Begin reading from uh, chapter 1. I bet you, you will see God. You will literally see God. Now, I want you to understand this. God is spirit. And so, the revelation of God will come to your spirit. So, then say, I say, well, you will see God. So, you're going to see a huge figure with some loud voice. Say, I am God. No. No. He is spirit. And the Bible says, our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit. So, there will be a connection between your spirit and the God's spirit. If you will say that, God, I am confused. I want to know you and I want to serve you and I want to worship you. I want to be your child. But I am confused about so many claims that I'm hearing. If this is you, I'm taking this book, the Holy Bible, committing myself to fasting and praying. And please don't go on a 40 days dry fast or something. You'll kill yourself. Remember that God told Moses, come into my presence. And Moses fasted 40 days, 40 nights, no food, no water. And I sincerely believe he survived because it was a direct 
instruction to a particular person at a particular time in the presence of God. Remember, Moses was in the presence of God. In the presence of God, he could not die. So don't go and climb some mountain and say, Moses fasted 40 days, 49. So you are also going to fast 40 days and 49. I don't comment that to you. Start gradually with some fluid, with some water. Maybe you wake up in the morning and just, just pray, God, today I'm committing myself to seeking you in fasting and prayer. And you can be on some liquid or water. Gradually be gentle on your body and be careful how you do it so that you don't harm yourself. The main thing, the most important thing is to have your mind centered on God in an unusual way. That was not what is normal with you. But you commit to doing this, this specific period of time. And I tell you what, you will find it. So Cornelius tells us that he was fasting and he was praying. We find something interesting. And I want to read from Acts chapter 10. I want to read from Acts chapter 10 again. But this time I'm going to zero in on the verses 1 to 4. And there we find that this gentleman was not just fasting. But he was doing certain things. He was praying and he was giving. He was praying and he was giving. So as much as Cornelius sought God in fasting, we need to know what were the other components or elements that enriched his fasting. And God answered so quickly. Unlike what we hear from Isaiah 58 about God not answering the fasting of the people. He said because in their fast they were wicked. They were not doing the right thing towards their fellow men. And so as far as God was concerned they were not actually fasting. They were on hunger strike. So as chapter 10 verses 1 to 4. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and his family were devout. I want you to note that. He and his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. So you see the combination. Devoted to God, prayed to God, gave generously, and God met him. God met him. You can pray to God, even though you don't know God. Say, God, I don't, I, I don't know you, but I know you are alive. I have faith in my heart that you are there, and I love you. And just say this simple prayer with me: that Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have heard your word, and I want to be your child. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in the book of life. Today, I'm beginning a journey with you as I commit to fasting, praying. Meditating on your word, reveal yourself to me. You are on a path of victory, I promise you, my brother, my sister. If you will just agree with me as you pray this prayer, you can pray it anyhow in your own words, in your own way. Just ask Jesus to come into your heart, forgive your sins, cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and begin to commit yourself to daily prayer. And as you are led by God, even if it means once a month, twice a month, Take time to fast and seek God's face. Join a Bible-believing church where you grow. It's a joyful thing to be a child of God. Now, in Matthew 6, 16, Jesus warns us that fasting is not for sure. So he says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, 
for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Note the last sentence. They have their reward. Meaning, when you fast, it comes with reward. But when you make a show of the fast, you nullify that reward. You deny yourself of that reward. And I want to say to you today, as I end this session, Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and that seek him with the whole heart. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and that seek him with the whole heart. May the good Lord bless you, and as you seek him, may you find him. God bless you and yours. I'm your friend, Pastor Ansimetu. Taking my leave for now. God willing, be with you again next week. Bye, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Oh, Lord.